The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Michelle, and we have an amazing guest uh, coming on the show today. Michelle, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm fired up today for our guest. I'm so excited to introduce to you guys, Brittany Weave. What's up, guys? So happy to be on with you. It's a pleasure to have you on. It was really cool seeing you on the uh, video with your sweet Astros gear on. Uh, we, <laughs> we always love trying to get as many Astros people as we as we can. And this week we're right celebrating on. women. Holla! <laughs> and, and Ladies. It's just so amazing that we're able to not only represent women, but represent a, uh, someone that is actually with our team. Right on. I love that. All right. So you are the Latin American strength and conditioning coach with our Houston Astros. So my first question for you is what jumps out to me is Latin American. Like, how do you communicate with these guys? Do you know Spanish? And if so, where'd you learn it? Yeah. So I'm going to my fourth season now with the Houston Astros my first two seasons I actually spent down in the Dominican Republic as a minor league strength conditioning coach with our international league down there. So I'm originally from Canada, so I didn't do any Spanish growing up. I actually did a little bit of French. So I knew absolutely nothing going in and then you just about hitting the ground running pretty much. So um, I learned a lot just alongside my interactions with players and I knew my coaching cues and I could get by that way. But as far as conversation, it was, it was pretty tough at the beginning, but now I can I can confidently coach in Spanish, but it's still with the year of COVID, I'm I'm almost out of practice a little bit again, but we're getting back. We're getting back. So I know that you um you did uh you did play sports in your collegiate career. Did you grow up playing sports and uh went uh who helped foster your love for sports? Yeah, absolutely. So my family in general, I have two older sisters. My mom and dad were both athletic growing up. So I grew up playing everything and anything. I played boys hockey until I was 16 years old. Um, I grew up playing basketball and volleyball, um, track, soccer, golf, tennis, like everything and anything I can get my hands on. And then I kind of just started specializing in basketball once I was a freshman in high school I made varsity team I just kind of went from there and I landed a um, full ride to go play at North Dakota State so that's when I was just like yeah I should 
probably just stick to basketball now and follow that path. So, uh, but my dad definitely helped foster it. He was kind of my coach growing up and he definitely passed on his love for sports to me. That was my question for you. How'd you end up at North Dakota State? So that was a, um, a scholarship full ride, which is amazing. But did the did you uh, did they offer the uh, degree that you wanted? Is that also why you wanted to go there? Yeah. So I was actually out of high school. Like a lot of kids, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to, I wanted to stay in the athletic world for as long as I could. And then once I reached college, I was kind of going to follow the ATPT route. And then once I got to North Dakota State that first summer, I realized that our um, school specifically had a really strong strength conditioning program. And that's where I fell in love with strength conditioning and found out like, hey, I can be in the weight room for the rest of my life and make this a career of mine. And so I just um, chased that that way as soon as I, I probably realized it sophomore year of college, this is something that I need to chase and need to pursue. So I did my um, Bachelor of Science and Exercise Science is what I studied there while playing hoops. So did your, um, so when you decided you wanted to do strength and conditioning, uh, you wanted to uh, take the path of exercise science. Did you at that time also know that um, you would be pursuing your master's degree? Because uh, you have a master's degree of, uh, of education and a focus in positive coaching. And you went to the University of um, Missouri, Columbia. Did you yeah. know, did you know that that was the direction you wanted to take your uh, education? No, not at all. So um, strength and conditioning in general, just about getting experience, getting your foot in the door, meeting as many people as you can within the field and just finding a good mentor. So I was lucky enough to have Jason Miller. He's still the Olympic director at North Coast State, he, he really showed me the way and I wouldn't be where I am without him. But he helped me land a summer internship at Clemson as soon as I graduated in 16. And then from that summer internship, another director there, Rick Friends Blau, he pointed me in the direction of a graduate assistant position. So I didn't really know what it was or what the details were, but I realized you can continue to gain experience in the weight room and alongside elite teams while also doing your studies and having them covered that way. So I got a graduate assistantship with Mizzou and it was kind of a special situation that way because I was able to work with um, SEC football as well as the Olympic team. So I was getting so much experience that way while also getting my school covered and then just banging that out in the evenings when I wasn't in the gym. So it wasn't something that I necessarily knew going into it that I wanted to study, but it just ended up that's what they offered and it aligned with what I was doing. So I'm actually completing my second master's right now, master's of science. And it's also online, but it's based out of a school in Ireland. So banging that out right now. So going what to school. Oh, wait, <laughs> I was going to say going to school, you know, to be a coach, and you ended up in the baseball field. I mean, was there a specific sport you wanted to be in and just you just happened to end up being a coach in baseball? Yeah, so I never really had 
a strong focus or I never a strong focus on one sport or I never wanted to be categorized or boxed as a strength conditioning coach for one sport. I was very interested in getting as much experience as I could with all the teams. And so with this position arise with the Houston Astros, I knew I had to jump on it. So it's actually Dylan Lawson. He's the hitting coordinator with the Yankees now. He was returning to the Houston Astros when he was currently a hitting coach at Mizzou while I was there. So he, he came up to me one day and he said, hey, I really need to get you in contact with one of my really good friends. Like, I know you guys will hit it off. Her name's Rachel Balkovic. She's currently the Latin American coordinator or double-A strength finishing coach with the Houston Astros. And I know you guys will hit it off that way, just having a lot of common working, both working male-dominant sports and your upbringings and all that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I got on the phone with her. We had a great talk. And then um, just a few days later, she emailed me about an opportunity of the strength coach position opening up in the DR. And she's very black and white if you've ever met her or heard any of her podcasts or anything. But she was very straight up and told me pretty much every reason why I shouldn't take it and how hard it's going to be. And that just made me want to pursue it more. So it was about like a three-month grueling interview process and then I finally landed it and then as soon as I graduated I was an extended in Florida for a couple weeks and then straight down to the DR. I actually um so I guess uh, last year I heard of uh because I followed Rachel's career and I have definitely paid attention to uh your career as well uh, she opened up a mentorship uh program in May last year um, and then again in the fall so I currently am working with her and oh, right on yeah so I was like oh I, cool. bet, I bet she knows Rachel too um yeah but, she's an absolute badass lover yeah and she and you're right she's just um she's just always frank she's always straightforward and um yeah. uh, anyways uh how has your time with the Astros been um would you mind explaining your role within the organization yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently going into my fourth season with the Astros. Um, like I said earlier, I've spent two years down in the Dominican with our um, international players at our academy down there. And then um, going into COVID, I landed the Latin American strength conditioning coordinator position. And so um, with COVID, um, obviously that was kind of placed on hold and I was just coordinating from a distance. Um, but now I'm stationed in Florida where our spring training complex is. And then I travel back and forth to the Dominican and I just oversee all strength conditioning processes there. So just coordinating all our programs from the weight room to speed to conditioning and then also overseeing our strength coaches down there and providing them any guidance I can or any assistance while they're down there and I'm up here in Florida. So how are you enjoying being at spring training? I absolutely love it. It's unreal. It's so nice being back in action with the players and having some face-to-face -face interaction and actually getting to see your programs and see them hard at work. It's, it definitely isn't as rewarding when you're behind the computer and not really seeing everything come to life or being able to have those interactions with the players. So it feels so good to be back. How does it your prep change from uh, off season to in season, and uh, 
what is your uh, workout nutrition regimen in the off season and during the season? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have Allie Gallup. She's our um, awesome nutritionist on staff. So she handles a lot of the nutrition with the guys, especially the ones who are in need of um, attaining bigger goals, such as weight gain or weight loss or adding additional muscle mass, anything along those lines. So she'll tackle those guys. Um, But we definitely do nutritional reviews for those guys. So in the off season, we'll do like a three day nutritional review where I'll get guys to send me a picture of everything they eat and drink within a three day period. And then I'll plug it into like my fitness pal for them and give them a breakdown of their total caloric intake and all their macros for that day and kind of go along with what their goals and their needs are. And then kind of plan it, make a plan that way and then provide them a PowerPoint just so they visualize where they're currently at and where they need to be. So that's what we do in terms of nutrition in the off season. And then as for programming, it's also just very individualized and based on the player's goals. So majority of the guys are going to be strength focused in the off season. That's the time to get after it and put on good mass and get their numbers up. And then as they come into season, it's about maintaining that strength and then more of a power focus. So guys who may have been chasing bigger numbers in the off season, now that they're here, it's just about getting them to move that weight fast and a more so using contrast methods and velocity-based training now that they're here and not trying to run them into the ground just because obviously the workloads have gone way up now being full go with practice and everything else that's going on outside stressors. So that's kind of the focus for most guys anyways, now being at camp. How many players are you working with? Um, So we have it split up right now. We're actually fortunate enough to have six strength coaches at uh, Major League Camp. So we, due to COVID, we keep it um, divided. So three strength coaches stay with position players and three three strength coaches stay with pitchers. And so I'm on the side with position players, and then I'm programming for about six of the guys right now. So we keep it very like individualized focus, make sure all the guys are getting their needs met and have um, programs that – are best suited to them. Still there, Michelle? Uh, yeah, I am temporary lost connection, but um, my question was, uh, what are some players that you've worked with that have gone on to find success at the major league level? And what are some players that are coming up that you're excited to work with? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, Peter Solomon was a guy that I was really excited for, Tyler Ivey, um, those younger guys that have just cracked 40 men. I was really stoked for them. Brian Abreu, he's a great guy that I've been able to work with. Um, Luis Garcia, those guys have been really cool to see climb the ranks and now be on 40 men and to see them do work up at the highest level now. And then some up and coming guys that I'm really excited about are, um, Hunter Brown, he actually had his spring training debut debut yesterday, and he did really well, so I was stoked for him. And then I'm also working um, closely alongside Alex Santos. He was our um, Astros first selection in the draft last year, and he's he's just a great kid. He's out of high school and a lot to learn, and 
a lot of development to go, but he's he's a great kid and he's really fun to work with. So I'm excited for his future with the Astros as well. You got anything else, Michelle? I don't have anything else fire, oh, fired yeah, up I, and ready to go right now. I do, definitely. Um, I'm sure you do. Uh, what has your experience been as a female working in a male-dominated sports, and how has that impacted how you conduct yourself throughout the season and on a daily basis, both on and off the field? Yeah, absolutely. So it has its challenges at times. But I feel as though being a tomboy growing up and always being surrounded in male sports and all of my best friends being guys growing up, like I remember my birthday parties, I would have like all guys and maybe one girl. So it's just kind of the environment that I've always been in. So I don't I don't feel like it's strange to me at all, even though someone on the outside looking in, it might be strange to them. But so I'm just who I am. I'm very passionate, very full of energy. Feel like I connect very well with the guys and I'm able to provide them more so of that sensitive side like if they do have something going on I feel like I'm very approachable so I feel like it's a positive that way um, and then there are hurdles along the way absolutely some um, older mindsets so in that sense I've just kind of had the um, put my head down and work and let my actions speak for itself type way and just prove myself that way but in terms of that, I've just always been a very hard worker, very positive, uplifting. And so um, it hasn't been, it's been a really good experience overall. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I enjoy the challenge that it brings. And I've, just, I've had great experiences and great people along the way, and great mentors. And that's what you need. You just need to work alongside great people that are going to um, be uplifting to you as well. Uh, what are what are some of the more challenging moments you've experienced throughout your career so far? And what has kind of helped you keep your head above water and your eyes kind of focused on the long term? Yeah, so actually joining joining the Astros was difficult in the beginning because I went straight down to the DR, not knowing any Spanish. And people are looking at me like, you've never played baseball before. Um, you don't know Spanish, like kind of kind of giving you that impression of what are you doing here and how can you help us? And so as soon as I could develop relationships that way, so just being there for the players and being inquisitive with the staff as much as I could really showed that I cared and I was there to learn and I was there to help everyone get better. So it was just about doing the little things too, like as soon as I was done with the day in the weight room, like getting out on the field with the guys and shaking balls or um, just being with them in the dugout and seeing their successes on the field, like that was huge too for developing those relationships. And then asking those questions, like learning the key movement, the key movements of our hitters and pitchers and what are we looking for and how can we best relate those to movements in the weight room and what are they struggling with? How can we help them that way? So just showing that you can provide them value was the best way of handling those hurdles for sure. Now you said you had never played baseball before. So um, have you undergone any, I know you mentioned getting out in the field with the guys. Uh, have you gone through any sort of a, 
like process, uh, you know, or like throwing program or have you uh, honed your skills to like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Have you um, gone through and learned how to throw those pitches or have you gone through a program and learned to like learn to hit to lend yourself a, 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 as a helpful uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I'm getting tripped up because I'm just a, a little nervous. Um, Are you learning how to play baseball? Because yes, you're coaching yeah, baseball. There it. we go. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. You got it. So I actually, I won a provincial championship, which is like winning state in the States, I guess. But I won a provincial championship in softball. And it would have been later, one of my later years in middle school. And then I went on to other sports, obviously. But um, so I did, I did play softball growing up. I was a catcher in third base. So I do have, I do have an arm. We were chucking it across the turf field <laughs> the other day. And it's fun when us strength staff get out there and we have the gloves and we're chucking around and we're doing double plays and taking um, fielding practice and all that and just goofing around. So it is a lot of fun. So just try to try to keep up with those skills in case I'm ever called out by a guy and I can take a grounder, fire one across the field and, show hold my own you know so yeah this the skills they're still there they're still there <laughs> how does the program that you would design for a position player differ from that uh of a program that you would design for a pitcher yeah so it's just based um upon their needs and then position players we we focus on total body lifts whereas pitcher we're going to have more of an upper lower split so on days where they throw a side or a bullpen, we'll usually have them do their upper body lift. And then on days where they throw a game, that's usually when we'll bang out their lower body focus lift. So we usually try and um, differentiate the programs that way just to be sure of arm care and um, proper recovery that way. But those are the main um, differences there. Um, what are the, because uh, I know that the, uh, from people that I've spoken to prior, I know that the conditions for the players in the Astros organization within the minor league are are, are decent, but um, have you noticed anything uh, about the conditions for the minor league players that could be improved, and how do you think they could be improved? Yeah, absolutely. I think MLB-wide could improve on the minor league system in in the form of sleep like I've heard uh, absolute horror stories of how some of these guys with their affiliates they their shortest bus ride is an eight-hour ride and they bang these out right after a game and through the night and then they have to get up and play the next day without hardly any sleep and I feel like just um, travel travel schedules travel arrangements maybe having like a sleeper bus or beds on the bus or something that way like Sleep has been a, um, definitely no standard of being topics thrown around. I feel like it's a, a huge one that needs to be um, improved throughout the years. I had read something about that being improved with the uh, changes in the minor leagues, how there's only uh, four teams uh, for each major league baseball team. It was saying something about, if a trip is over a certain amount of miles that they have to have sleeper buses or yeah or, yeah and then, so I know. and then and then a certain amount they have to fly 
So I think it has, it is going to. Yeah, I think there, there have been um, new rules in place. And then now with um, majority of the teams with people dropping their short season and dropping an affiliate, it's, it's much more manageable cost wise as well. So um, hopefully those changes um, benefit the players, you know, and then we see those changes going forward. What is your favorite, um, what is your favorite muscle group to work and what are some of your favorite exercises? Um, total body. So I don't like to hone in on just like one muscle group. I like hitting total body lifts. Um, I like going circuit based, high intensity. Um, the ones where I feel like I'm dying and want to lay on the floor afterwards are my favorite ones for sure. But um, anything from, I love hang clean. I love barbell back squat. I love trap bar deadlift. I would say those are my top three. What is your PR on your uh, barbell deadlift? And um, what is your PR on your squat? Hmm, I haven't PR since probably in the zoo. Uh, I don't even know what a PR is. Personal record. Oh. So I think in the zoo, I, I pulled 300 from the floor. Um, and then back squat, I might have hit like 215. I've never really never really chased too high of numbers. I love doing like the high intensity, high rep um, challenges and workouts. That's more so along my interest there. But we definitely got after it as a staff at Mizzou. Um, do you see yourself, uh, do you have any uh, larger aspirations in the realm of uh, Major League Baseball, or do you see yourself transitioning into coaching in another sport down the road? Yeah, so like I said earlier, I'm not, um, I'm not keen on being boxed into like one sport, so I don't want to be known as just a baseball coach, you know, so... I definitely, I have aspirations to keep climbing and make to the big leagues one day, but I also have aspirations to work with action sports or work alongside get back to basketball or go overseas and work with soccer or rugby or anything along that, the lines of that. So I feel like not boxing myself in and always being available to those opportunities and being able to pick up and leave and chase whatever I feel like is very valuable in this field and I I would definitely um, be interested in doing something like that as well so it's just all about um, opportunities that are proposed and then going after them what has what? been um, the most valuable piece of advice that you've received and if you could impart wisdom upon anybody who is considering or is currently in uh, a position your position uh, what what would you want to say to them um, I would say that no details are too small or invaluable the details do matter and the little things are noticed um, just paying attention to the details and being a good person and um, having people enjoy your presence and being around you, that's going to take you far as well, but just having pride in the little things and knowing that that's going to earn you greater success and greater responsibility down the road and 
just working hard and staying true to yourself because it is a grind. Like there's no, there's really no secret or um, no way of climbing fast. You got to put in the time and you, um, you got to prove yourself. Absolutely. So just taking pride in the little things, being a good human, being um, fun to be around. And then also find yourself a, gr- a good mentor. Like I was lucky enough to have amazing people at everywhere I went and um, without every each and every one of them, I would not be able to move on to the next place I did. So um, just remembering who helped you along the way too, and always um, being grateful for those relationships and continue to build those and remind them how appreciative you are for them. I have Roger. one. I, I have a question. I, I just didn't want to interrupt all your uh, your. Uh, training questions with my with my other stupid question I had but you said you know when you got hired that you went straight to the Dominican Republic and uh I mean what do you mean by that you went down there and you're training or I mean are, are you staying down there the whole time or during the season do you come back to the states or I mean what, what were you talking about there yeah so I graduated in May of 18 and then I spent two or three weeks in extended spring training in um, West Palm Beach, Florida. That's where we were. And then um, I flew down to the DR to be a part of the DSL season. So that goes for um, two months. And then we have a couple weeks off. And then we have instructional league, which is about five weeks. And then another short break. And then we have um, strength camp or performance camp. That's another four weeks down there. So I was down there from about... June until um, end of November, beginning of December. So it's about six months at a time. So you spent six months over there and six months over here, pretty much? Yep, pretty much. What's it like over there? (laughs) I love it. It's definitely, you need to embrace the culture and and see it firsthand, but it's, it's amazing. It's the guys are singing and dancing and having fun and I actually love the food and the mango and the people are awesome, like so friendly and it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a family atmosphere down there and I can't wait to get back down there. Sorry, it definitely provides its challenges though. You know, like you are in the middle of a shower and your water goes out or your power goes out and you don't have any internet to hand in your reports. or get your numbers up to the guys stateside and there's there's definitely a lot of challenges that way or um there was one one morning we went into the weight room and there ended up being like a burst pipe so we were completing our lift with a bunch of buckets all over the weight room i was picking up water and guys are just working around it or there's like a tarantula walking across the floor in the middle of our one of our workouts and so a guy just casually grabs a towel and tosses it out of the weight room and you're just like freaking out because it's to them it's just like a house spider right so it's definitely some cultural shock that goes on down there you see you see a lot now i know that you said you grew up in canada did you watch any uh did you watch the montreal expos growing up at all um i did not i did not i think my dad was a huge fan but i did not watch them growing up at all Hmm. 
Oh, we don't want to take too much of your time up. I'm done. I, I just want to know about the DR. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have a. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, I was just saying, uh, I mean, I could probably ask a bunch of questions about, you know, just like fitness, or fitness and nutrition related stuff. But yeah, I don't want to take up. We don't want to take up too much of your time. We really appreciate you coming on and giving us just a little bit of your time because I know things are about to gear up for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And then anytime you want to reach out to me um, personally, Michelle, and ask those questions, I'd be happy to to speak with you on those for sure. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Makes my day. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You guys could be BFFs. Yeah, I'd love to talk shop with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. So, well, yeah, so you, you, Michelle's in the same field, uh, trying to be in the same field as you are. So she was, uh, this is probably the most excited I've seen her so far about talking to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So to be talking to you too, Michelle. Oh, this is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been fun. All right, Brittany, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.